Hey everyone, we just want to do a quick intro this week as we realized about halfway through talking about this that this film is a 10 out of 10 barf bags warning. So. Yeah, it's a bloodbath, literally. Uh, super gory, lots of talk about missing everything. So let's not make yeah, this no. too. <laughs> we're not going to trigger you here. We're warning you that when we're talking about it, uh, it's gross. We try our best at the worst moments to give you a warning in the episode, but we tried our best after we said it like, oh yeah, that's probably yeah. gross. <laughs> we we felt the need to tell you now. So you've been warned. We hope you enjoy, enjoy. this episode. It's fun. Hey everyone, I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. You're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Yay! Where sometimes I stumble into movies that were released in theaters. Uh, usually because I suggest them. Yes. So this is our mainstream monthly movie. We did Piranha 3D, which we both mistakenly thought was an Eli Roth movie. Yes. But it's not. It just has a cameo from Eli Roth. A glorious cameo from Eli Roth. <laughs> yes, an incredibly wonderful, amazing. Oh my. Eli Roth cameo. Um, there are so many uh, in this say, movie. It's a collage of cameos. Yeah. So we kept referring to it as an Eli Roth movie, and I don't even know why. I really don't either. Neither of us have ever seen it. I remember the trailers, like being on TV back in the day or whatever. And I think it's because he was in the trailer, maybe, Probably. that I just assumed, or like my recollection made it f- say that. Roth, it must be his movie. Right. So um, it's not. It could have been, though. It's Alexandra Aja, right? Yeah. Who is a a pretty renowned Mm -hmm. horror drama thriller. Well, not drama. Horror thriller director. He's done a few remakes. Yeah. You know, Hills Have Eyes. He just did Crawl, which is very similar to this. uh, The underwater crocodile one, which we may do someday down the line. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Ian came to me because we were going to do the original Piranha, <laughs> but the way that this month worked out. Yeah. So the original plan for this month was to have Piranha and Piranha 3D. So we could do the original, this updated version kind of in the same week, vomiting, flu, sickness, life ensued. Nobody was vomiting. <laughs> Some of them <laughs> Don't play it up. Illness ensued. Some life events ensued. So we kind of compacted it and we decided... Because we thought it was my Roth film to do this one. Yeah, we would just keep this one because we both really were interested to see it more than the other one. So we're like, ah, fuck it. Let's just keep this one. Well, listen, as someone who's seen them both, can't go wrong with either. We made the right choice. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. So Piranha 3D was from 2010. So the quick IMDb tagline, because I always do them, is... After a sudden underwater tremor sets free scores of the prehistoric man-eating fish, an unlikely group of strangers must band together to stop themselves from becoming fish food for the area's new razor-toothed residents, which is a good tagline. Yeah. Nice job, IMDb. Well, it's not really a tagline. It's like a... There's an 30-second elevator pitch. Yeah. Summary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a solid one. We've had a good run of solid IMDb mm-hmm. summaries. Now, Sam, I'm going to say, because you need to do it before we even talk about this, let's just go right in. So with the mainstream yeah. monthlies, Sam, let's give us the uh, synopsis of this movie. Okay, so I looked on Wikipedia, and I did not like the plot synopsis. Um, I'm not cool like 
Tawny and from Two Chicks and Horror Flick to write my own. I just can't. I don't have the time or patience and she's really good at it. And I was like, I'm just going to find someone else who wrote one, <laughs> like a better one. So um, I found a plot synopsis on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I can't f- find the name of the person who wrote it, but whoever you are, good job. Um, it's a little long, but for me, I wanted to make sure that we included everything that's in this because so much random shit happens. And like I said, there's so many cameos. I want to make sure that we have all the actors names uh, because the Wikipedia one didn't have the actors names listed in the description. So that way, cause there's so many names. I don't even remember anybody's name in this movie. Really. I just remember like, Oh, that's Elizabeth shoe. That's, you know, whoever Adam Scott. Whatever. This movie has everybody. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, yeah. Vin uh, Rains. I mean, everything. Yeah. So here we go. Fisherman Matthew Boyd, Richard Dreyfus, in <laughs> the most glorious cameo of all time. I, not to derail you, but what an opening. Oh, my God. Both of us were like, what the fuck? This is amazing. We took like a second to double take. We're like, yeah. oh, it really is Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Yes. He Matthew Boyd fishes in Lake Victoria, Arizona. Uh, which is fictional. It's based on, um, oh God, what the fuck is that lake called? Lake Lake Havasu, which is like crazy spring break land. Gotcha. Totally makes sense when you see this movie. He whistles, show me the way to go home, an homage to Jaws, which we both screamed over. Oh, my God. Silently because the baby was sleeping. Yeah. A huge earthquake shakes the lake and opens a massive underwater trench, creating a whirlpool beneath Matt's boat. Thousands of piranha fish piranha fish <laughs> okay i'm not gonna nitpick <laughs> i mean it's right <laughs> pour out of the newly opened chasm matt falls overboard into the whirlpool and is violently eaten by a school of piranha leaving matt's mangled body behind to put it lightly meanwhile spring break descends upon lake victoria bringing thousands of college students to the area Lake Victoria Sheriff, Julie Forrester, that was her name, uh, Sure, played by Elizabeth Shue, is having a difficult time juggling drunken college students' recent earthquake reports and her normal duties. Her 17-year-old son, Jake, Stephen R. McQueen, who is the grandson of the famous Stephen McQueen, looks on as his mother arrests a particularly rowdy frat boy. Jake takes in the spring break party atmosphere as he goes to pick up his little 10-year-old sister, Laura, from music class. On the way, Jake crosses paths with Kelly, uh, Jessica Zor. She's like been in like CW shows or something. A local girl for whom he harbors a huge crush. Kelly invites Jake to come to a backstage party at a concert with tickets procured by the local bully, Todd. Todd and his friends arrive. They see Kelly talking with Jake, throw a slushy at Jake's shirt, ruining it and giving him the finger. <laughs> oh, Todd. You shall get what you deserve. You're going to take a weird turn, too. (laughs) Yeah. Jake goes to find Laura. Laura talks with Danny, Kelly Brooke, a local Girls Gone Wildish glamour model in town to shoot a video with her boss and porn director, Derek Jones, played by Jerry O'Connell. The glorious Jerry O'Connell. So we do have to say, um, apparently there was a lawsuit, so it's not Girls Gone Wild. It's Wild Wild Girls. Is that what it's called in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So allegedly based on girls gone wild i mean we all knew what they were doing (laughs) and and yes as ian said jerry o'connell is a fucking gem in this movie uh jake arrives and is reluctantly enlisted to be derek's location scout due to his familiarity with the area 
Derek offers to pay Jake for a day's work, and Jake accepts. That night, Julie and Deputy Fallon, Ving Rames, are called out to investigate the disappearance of Matthew Boyd. They arrive at his fishing spot, discover his empty boat, and ultimately his mangled corpse. They consider shutting down the lake. At home, Jake learns about Derek Jones from the porn site and is interrupted by his mother, Julie, who orders him to stay at home the next day to babysit his little brother, Zane, interrupted and sister, twice Laura. by his mom, Julie. Yeah, <laughs> while he has wild porn <laughs> happening on the computer. Jake agrees to stay home and watch the kids tomorrow. The next day, Julie and Fallon learn that in addition to patrolling spring breakers, they must accompany a team of seismologists to investigate the newly opened chasm in the lake caused by the earthquake. Team leader Novak, Adam Scott, Divers Sam and Paula take Julie's patrol boat out to the chasm. Sam and Paula swim down into the chasm. Paula waits at the chasm opening to maintain radio contact as Sam swims into the massive underwater lake. There, Sam discovers tens of thousands of unhatched piranha eggs. Sam is suddenly bitten and bleeds into the water. The piranhas appear and eat Sam. Novak jumps in after him. He attempts to save Paula, who is swiftly eaten. Bringing Paula aboard, Novak and Julie discover a piranha which had attached itself to her corpse flopping around on the deck. They trap the fish and immediately take it to local pet shop owner, Mr. Goodman, played by Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. He was also glorious. Marty! (laughs) Goodman identifies the piranha as an extremely violent cannibalistic species that went extinct two million years earlier. They decide to evacuate Lake Victoria. I'm, I think I'm about halfway through now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it picks up from here. Well, because we're about to this is a all story. where it's just right. murders. Right, it's just <laughs> uh, fish death. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jake shirks his babysitting duties and agrees to play Laura agrees to pay Laura and Zane $60 in exchange for lying to their mom and staying in the house. Jake makes his way to Derek's boat and watches Danny and another model named Crystal dance provocatively on the deck. As Jake is about to board, he runs into Kelly, who confesses that Todd lied about having backstage passes and asks why he isn't babysitting his siblings. Derek interrupts their conversation, being both inebriated and attracted to Kelly. He invites her aboard the party boat. Kelly agrees to Jake's annoyance. On board, Jake meets Derek's cameraman, Drew, played by Paul Shear, who we love. The group travels mm-hmm. to a remote part of a lake where Drew and Derek film Danny and Crystal swimming nude beneath a glass-bottom boat, which we will talk about. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> In Car- its own just, special yep, way. We're just going to, let's not even start that. <laughs> Laura and Zane board at home, break Jake's promise, and take a canoe out to go fishing. They dock at an island and accidentally lose their canoe, straining them both. They manage to flag down Jake on Derek's boat, and realizing that they are the local sheriff's kids and that he's covered in cocaine, Derek fearfully allows them to board. Laura and Zane peer out through the boat's glass bottom and see many piranhas swimming beneath them. Back at the beach, dun-dun-dun, Julian Fallon order an evacuation, which is promptly ignored by the partygoers. The piranhas arrive. And kill many partygoers, forcing the survivors to flee for higher ground. Understatement of the entire year. Ah, uh, yeah. Notable deaths include cowardly Todd, who commandeers a motorboat, runs over and kills many injured people Murders still in the wonder. many people. Until his engine stalls and his boat is capsized. Party Animal, played by Eli Roth, is decapitated by an oncoming boat. <laughs> his name is Party Animal. That's, That's so good. That's what it says here. So good. Fallon uh, Ving Rames grabs an outboard motor. And in the most glorious scene that I've seen in a very long time. Oh, my God. uh, Wielding it like a chainsaw, shreds numerous piranha until he is overcome by them and killed when they literally eat his feet off. Yeah. Novak seizes a, I'm going to say, a jet ski and a shotgun, saving as many people as he can, and the survivors make their way out of the water. Derek, now high on cocaine, demands that they move to a new shooting location. Hold on. Now we're back to the Jerry O'Connell 
Steve McQueen's grandkids. Yeah, there's two spots. You're yeah, we're the, just jumping the party back boats and forth. And then the porn boat. Right. The way this is written is a little confusing. So I just want to make sure people are hanging on. <laughs> Derek, the porn director, now high on cocaine, demands that they move to a new shooting location. With Drew driving, the boat is entangled in a mass of seaweed. Angrily, Derek takes control of the boat, accelerates, breaks free from the seaweed, slams into some underwater rocks. The glass bottom of the boat is shattered. Kelly's trapped below deck. Water and piranhas begin to flood into the boat. Derek, Drew, and Crystal are thrown overboard. This says Drew and Crystal are immediately killed, but we don't see Drew die. We'll so we're going to talk about that. that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. <laughs> Me too. Um, as Derek swims back to the boat, with Derek clinging to the side of the boat, Jake and Danny manage to pull him aboard, shocked to find that most of his legs his, and his genitals have been eaten by the piranhas. Derek seemingly dies, and Danny places a beach towel over his corpse. Okay, almost done, guys. More and more piranhas swarm into the boat, threatening Kelly. Who is still trapped below. Jake attempts to pull Kelly to safety through a skylight. It's too small for her. Jake finally calls his mother on the phone. Julie answers, and with Novak at her side, they steal a speedboat. Below deck, Kelly... I don't think it's stealing at that point. They I think they commandeer, yeah. Uh, an abandoned speedboat covered in blood. Below deck, Kelly bats off piranhas with a frying pan. Julie and Novak arrive, carefully reverse toward Derek's sinking boat. Toss a tow cable across to Jake, who ties it off to the deck. Julie, suspended over the water, shimmies across the cable to Derek's boat... Danny, Laura, Zane, and Julie cross back into the speedboat. Numerous piranha leap out of the water trying to eat them. A piranha snags Danny's hair. She falls in the water, is quickly eaten alive. Laura, Zane, and Julie make their way to the speedboat. Watches Jake unties the tow cable. This is like getting into way too much detail. Yeah, but this we is are some almost weird done. points of focus, but, but hey, we're this is all there. stuff that we're going to talk about. So I wanted to make sure it it's was included. relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's long, but it's important. <laughs> uh. Intending to save Kelly, he grabs Derek's still-not-dead corpse and lobs it over the side, distracts the piranhas long enough to swim under the boat with the tow cable. He opens the valves on the boat's propane tanks, lights two flares, and gives Novak the signal to step on the gas. Jake and Kelly are yanked out of the boat just seconds before the entire boat explodes, killing all the piranha within a few hundred feet. Jake and Kelly are towed back to the speedboat, hoisted onto the deck, mostly uninjured. Happily, Julie, Novak, Jake, Kelly, Laura, and Zane... Breathe a sigh of relief. Julie's radio suddenly crackles. Goodman, Christopher Lloyd, is on the other end. He tells her that upon further inspection, the piranha specimen he has in his tank and all the other piranhas in the lake lack reproductive organs and are fundamentally Marty, babies. They're the babies! Novak jokes, wondering what an adult piranha would look like. Suddenly, a giant shark-sized piranha leaps up over the deck, eating Novak. The end. I'd call it a frankenfish-sized piranha. Yeah, I did call it a frankenfish-sized si- frank piranha. So yeah, that was long, but it hit all the bright points. It actually wasn't that long. Yeah, um, it, it felt long reading it, so <laughs> I hope everybody hung in there for a little while. Um, or, you know, skipped it, whatever. So first I want us to each read our predictions, yeah. what we thought was going to happen. Piranha prediction. Too many underwater scenes that don't make sense. Somehow a buoy is involved, an inflatable raft scene, a lot of boobs, less kills than we think. Yeah, I was. I missed the boat. Although we had some long underwater scenes. I think you were wrong on everything except the long underwater scene that didn't make much sense that we'll get to. Uh, there were a lot. There were a lot of boobs. So that was that was fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you stole that from me because my prediction was so many boobs, <laughs> so so many boobs. Wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> Two for two. I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really stealing when if anyone's going to make a prediction right. about this movie, you're going to say a lot of boobs. Boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. That opening scene, as we mentioned, was just so good. So he's like in the outfit 
oh, that yeah. Hooper was wearing in Jaws. And he was so game for it. And like, he was like into it. Yeah, it was great. So apparently he he was only on set for like a day, obviously. And he donated his entire his entire massive salary to um charity, Aww. which is cool. So he's like drunk on the lake with his little <laughs> knit cap singing that song, and we're both like, oh my god. So this will bring up really early. The one qualm <laughs> I don't even have to hide it. I love this movie. This was mm-hmm. awesome. The one area where it, it it fell a little short is sometimes the piranha graphics are kind of bad underwater. Oh, the CGI in this yeah. movie is really bad. It's okay when it's like on the boat or in the Christopher Lloyd's fish tank, but doing the mass amounts of them, they struggle. And with. not even that, just like the CGI in general mm-hmm. is really rough. And so I don't know if it's because it, I think it was shot in like 2008 or something like that, 2009, but still, Maybe. I. It was also 3D. Yeah, but they didn't shoot it in 3D. Oh. They shot it in 2D and they 3 tweaked, it, tweaked it afterward. Interesting. So you can you can definitely see where the moments were. Oh, yeah. Where they meant it to be 3D, which is fine. I, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Listen, nothing's like Silent Madness with the little tiny knife hatchet. Nothing will be as good as that um, ever. Right. <laughs> It was really rough. Like the earthquake underwater. Yeah. The the underwater scenes look like a cartoon. They did have well, so there the underwater scene where where Sam gets in the cave and he gets bit and he yeah. lights his signal flare and all of a sudden there's like a thousand of them just sitting around that in a was circle fun, was though. awesome. Yeah. So that one was well done. But when they're attacking and biting and frenzying, it's not good. Yeah, so the only thing that saves that is the gore level and the oh my and God. the effects, the special yes. effects. So so the the head of the special effects team is the guy who does The Walking Dead, uh Greg Nicotero, who's super talented. He nailed so it out he of did the park. such a good job on this. So I was concerned because I knew it had like a pretty big budget. Yeah. I knew that it was twenty four million budget. Kind of like a tongue in cheek type look at it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to have like the production value that it had. I didn't expect it to have the the acting talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it trip and fall over an A-list actor in this movie. Right. It was so surprising to me. A pleasant surprise. Yes, yeah. Very. So the one comment I had was when the earthquake opened up and or I'm sorry, when the earthquake caused the chasm mm-hmm. and all the fish were coming out, I wrote Oh, it's the piranhas from the ice snake hole that you and Brett watched. <laughs> <From> Boa. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know any of the plot of this movie Same. at all. And so that like cold open there with Richard Dreyfus. Then the movie begins on crazy pants spring break. Like, I don't know if anyone has seen like videos or pictures of Lake Havasu. Like it's just boats on top of boats and people everywhere like yeah it's like mtv spring break it's it's not of people and so i wrote oh it's so it's basically a girls gone wild video not realizing that a major plot point is allegedly based upon the girls gone Wild. we can probably take videos. allegedly out of there it was clearly based upon the girls gone wild trend which i had completely forgotten about since it was so long ago and then the internet kind of are they over are they like them. over now no are idea they not make them anymore i don't know they they probably evolved into some form, but I had um, completely forgotten about them until that. But it's funny because like we had commented a few times while we were watching this, like I never like went away for spring break. Same. I always just like worked or I didn't have like money. hung out with my friends or whatever. Like I had, I never like went to a destination for spring break. The closest I ever came was 
I think I just said it in the last episode. When I was a kid, we would go to, down to the Jersey Shore and sometimes we would like walk by yeah. the spring break set for MTV or something. But to us, we were like, wait, is this shit real? Like, this is wild. Do people actually do this? And apparently they do. Y'all are crazy. I joked to you while we were watching this. Listen, I like people. I'm I'm pretty extroverted, but I'm also an extroverted introvert. That's my nightmare. Oh God, yes. I don't. And, Too many and humans. One of my family's jokes about me growing up is I don't like lake bottoms touching my feet. <laughs> so like this movie was gross in a lot yeah. of ways. Like lakes to me, I enjoy a lake. I enjoy boating on a lake, swimming in the lake. Don't want my feet touching the bottom of a lake. So a lot of this movie was like some of my nightmares of like, oh, this white lake is gross. And filled with people. And the bottom of this lake is filthy. But then there's also boobs. So it's like. I know. Listen, <laughs> I, I love boobs just as much as the next man. Everybody but, loves boobs. But I'm serious. I really hate crowds more. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So here's where we get Elizabeth Shue, who's our sheriff. She's the Daniel San's girlfriend in Karate Kid. Uh, she's Marty McFly's girlfriend in Back to the Future. She's been in so many things. She's Steve McQueen's grandson's mother in Piranha 3D. Right. More importantly. <laughs> so she's a sexy cop. She's a badass sexy cop. She's which a badass is, cop. Which is established by her like beating up a kid. Uh, she kind of, her outfit reminded me of the stripper cop from Beast of Bray Road. See, it reminded me of Rick from The Walking Dead. Like that tan <laughs> cop suit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Similar. Uh, the, the fit, though, just reminded me more of the the stripper <laughs> cup. Um, oh, boy. So then we're introduced to our main character, Jake, and and he's and then we're introduced to his love interest and whatever. And, and the whole like, I fucking hate love stories. I yeah, hate, I hate love stories. Not actually, Kelly and Jake are my least favorite actors. In oh, this my God. Movie. Yeah, they're not my favorite either. I had a hard Their time. whole plot line. Could she have, didn't need to be involved in it. Just have Jake be out yeah. with the shenanigans. Yeah. That was like it was very that but was they the needed only like that plot that whole like climactic moment so where the two siblings could have been down there you know we right. are, you already had multiple people on that boat if you're gonna have the siblings and her you have a redundancy of distress yeah people. i it was it was a little much and for me let me just go out there and say it so she comes on she gets kind of convinced by jerry o'connell's character to come on the the day trip right the, right. the wild wild mm -hmm. girls at which point I'm like, she's going to show her boobs. This is going to be a whole thing. Like they're just setting up, you know, these boobs. Yeah. Never does it. I think no, the they, closest they got to it was her like sort of being forced to make out with that girl. All right. That was uncomfortable. So, okay. Let's talk about this. So Jerry O'Connell is Derek. Talk about implications. He is so fucking gross and creepy. He's such a rapey dude in this movie. Outstanding job. So good. Outstanding job. He, every time he was on the screen, he so good. stole the show. So funny. I was dying. He had the best line of the movie. He had all we'll the best lines in the movie. He, yeah, Jerry. Well, so like when he first when he's first trying to get Jake to like come aboard, he's like, gotta oh, you're a town, you gotta show us all the spots, gotta show us all the G spots. And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> the way he delivers it, it's like <sighs> the slime comes through the screen. Oh, it was so really good. you saw him and you're like if I didn't know you're acting, I believe you do this for real. He was so creepy. And then that like um, white hat he wore. The oh my red God. speedo. Oh, so good. Well, so him and Paul Shear as his cameraman was so With funny because he was also he the nose he had sunscreen. sunscreen. Paul Shear's wonderful. And like the fisherman hat. And so he was like super creepy too. The two too. of them together when they're filming the girls swimming under the water oh are like, God. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're just like, oh no. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> 
Oh, they were saying the creepiest shit. Hold on. So I, good. I wrote one of them down. At one point, they're filming the two women totally like full frontal nudity, swimming like <laughs> mermaids. They're totally naked. They're doing like a weird synchronized swimming thing to like a famous opera. At one point, Paul Shear's like, they're like fish with boobies. <laughs> and then Jerry O'Connell's yelling, put your ass on the glass. Put your chocha on the glass. Like, what the fuck? But they did it for so long. It was like three minutes long. I think long. Paul Shear at one point is like, oh, if fish look like that, I'd fuck a fish. Yes. Like, it was yes. so oh, It was hysterical. so creepy. We were dying because we're like, wait, what is happening here? And, this has got to be a joke. And like you said, they are, this scene is so long. They both would drowned. have been dead. Yeah, yeah, they both drowned many minutes ago. And I'm pretty sure it was a 3D scene. Yes, which absolutely. Which is one of the best ideas for a 3D oh scene God. I've ever heard of. I totally agree. I want to watch it in 3D just to like see how some of this played out. It felt like the porn version of The Little Mermaid was happening. It was so bizarre. If anyone, I don't know, it probably wouldn't be on YouTube. It's probably like on Pornhub or something. Right. Just Google it. It's real funny. It's it's very weird. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So like this whole boat situation, Jake is underage. It's established. So I'm assuming Kelly is probably also underage. So all of this that's happening is extra creepy, like yeah. an extra layer of creepy. Um, there's like a body shot scene where they like coerce a drunk kelly into doing a body shot and then jake is like gonna like is like doing the body shot and he's so fucking awkward and creepy i couldn't even oh, yeah. watch him you know those moments where you're like embarrassed for somebody i call them boy meets world moments i had to like look away from the screen so i was like stop it well, this scene i think to me felt so extra creepy because it felt so real and like this happens to people they get coerced or in these bad situations I mean, yes, it happens, but that's to me, it was just really not great acting, unfortunately. He was like, <laughs> like before he was he licking her, it was so creepy. Is so creepy. probably a wonderfully nice person. Yes. They do a lot of CW shows. Let's just say that. Sure. Yeah. So, one of the things um, that was um, funny was with the Jake character is I think they were like trying to make him like edgy. Because in his bedroom, he just had, like, all the, like, alternative, like, Radiohead and who else was up there? I don't even remember. Nirvana. Like, all these, like, edgy posters. He was such a dork. He you really couldn't, was. He was like a tr – they're trying hard, and this is what happens yeah. in real life to us dorks. You try really hard, and everyone's like, yeah, you're a nerd or oh, a God. dork. Yeah, he's <laughs> – We're like, yeah. He's a, a little dingly, so – it was it was hard because he really is he's his like awkwardness of himself as a human like comes through yeah in his acting well it felt to me like his character they didn't really have one for him no he he was he just was just a guy the plot device yeah. and he didn't have a character like he wanted his whole character was he wanted Kelly and right. he's the sheriff's kid but for his role to work, he needed some true personality beyond what he his wants yeah. and his his origins. There was just no character. You know who had great personality were his little brother and sister. They were awesome. They were hilarious. They cracked me up. They were like so, eight year olds, and they were so funny. Hold on, let me find their names because they deserve a shout out. So shout out to Brooklyn Prue and Sage Ryan as Laura and Zane Forrester. Credit to both of them. They were both hysterical. 
they were professional, which you, with a lot of young kid actors, they kind of seem unfocused. These two were on point. Their jokes were good. Oh, yeah. And my favorite joke is they're, you know, going out on this canoe after they said they stay home. And you see they're stranded on an island because freaking Zane was supposed to tie it up. And you see the canoe floating in the middle of the lake. And she's like, great job, dipshit. Well, I thought it was funny. It's established that she plays the trombone. Mm-hmm. And as they're like getting in the boat to to go fishing, she's like, oh, I shouldn't have brought my trombone. He's like, why don't you just do girl things? God, you're so weird. Why don't you just get a tan? He literally (laughs) tells her it was there. Just really funny. So good job, kid actors. Yeah, they were very cute. The one thing that was funny when they got stuck on that island, I turned to, I was like, oh, they're probably not wearing any sunscreen. (laughs) It's just mom brain. (laughs) I I looked at you like, you're such a mom, but oh, that does actually stress me out now. God, I'm so funny. You know what's weird? This movie made a lot of sense. I was just going to say that. This movie didn't have like con- like obvious continuity problems. The story made a whole lot of sense for the most part. The science was weird, but who cares? That's not that. This- How did Christopher Lloyd had the exact fossil of this piranha in his aquarium? Because well, it's from this area. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, everything... Like you said, everything made sense. Yeah. Everything flowed together. The The script was really funny. The it characters. moved. Let's talk about some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Which was um, the Adam Scott character and his team. Oh. So Adam Scott can do no wrong. I love Adam Scott in certain things. I love him in Party Down. Oh, absolutely. I love him in Step Brothers. Parks and Rec. I dislike him intensely in Parks and Rec. Really? I think I he's great in Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. He just is so, like, douchey and annoying. The only thing to me that are funny are when he is unemployed. The Batman suit. And the Batman suit is funny. When he's unemployed mm-hmm. and he's just, like, wearing the letters to Cleo shirt and, like, building <laughs> weird shit, doing the claymation. When he does the cones of dunshire thing when he wins and that's like pretty much it like there's like a couple little things but for the most part he to me for me anyway i know this is not a popular no i enjoy him in that he to me is like so unlikable in that show but i do enjoy him in this movie so he's like the lead science guy he's got glasses and fluffy hair and his glasses are amazing and can rock a jet ski they're amazing so the only problem that I have is that in the bloodbath scene, which we'll get into, he kind of turns into like an action hero, and <laughs> I am funny. not buying it. No, Adam Scott's at not all. an action hero. But that's no. I mean, you know what? It was funny. I, I bet liked, action I bet Adam Scott fine. could be an action hero because we've got uh Bob Odenkirk becoming a gay action hero. Oh, we had he, Liam Neeson's yeah. turn. So I'm just waiting for Adam Scott, you know, in his fifties to take that um, action hero turn. I don't think Liam Neeson was never not like an action. No, but he hero turned hard turn. into he it. He did. And Bob Odenkirk has the look. Bob Odenkirk has the look of I'm gonna get punched a lot, but I'm gonna keep punching you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you saw because you haven't seen Breaking Bad, but if you saw Breaking Bad, you would see that okay. he has it in him. I have seen three episodes of Breaking Bad, and I've <laughs> loved it. So you take that back. <laughs> so I think one of the things that I like the most, even mm-hmm. though the CGI was not great, was when his team, the two, uh, Sam and Paula, go down into the chasm. And what they figure out is that there's a subterranean lake mm-hmm. underneath the lake. That was connected by a small tunnel that got opened during the earthquake. Nothing gives me more dread 
And the idea of Fuck scuba diving in caves. Uh, scuba diving, absolute period, is horrifying to me. I would, I like the idea of scuba diving, right. but cave scuba I don't. diving? Caves Ooh. in general make Ooh. me nervous because of the like claustrophobic mm-hmm. aspect. Put it underwater. No, thank you. No, thank you. With a scuba suit. And I am in literal hell. Yeah, that. And it's like, it's not just cave. The opening of is so narrow. Oh, my God. That it's it's claustrophobic underwater cave. So terrible. Ugh. So the joke that we had was, so the woman is in a full wetsuit. Yeah. The man is has a sleeveless wetsuit. And Ian's like, oh, got to show his guns. I was yeah. like, no, he's got to get cut so the piranhas get him. Which you're right. And I actually <laughs> no, joked. No, I actually was only sort of right. Right. You were sort of right about that. Um, actually, hilariously, his arms are out, but his hands have gloves on. So it's actually the glove hand that when right. he takes the glove off, gets so stupid. So what happens is he he goes into the tunnel to mm-hmm. go to the subterranean lake, and the woman stays on the outside to not lose radio contact with. Well, and they ha- and Adam she's Scott helping him with, like they have like one of those rope lines that right. they smartly do. So he goes in, and it's like cavernous and vast. It's cool, and, and for me. I immediately was like, ooh, that is horrifying, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. And Ian made a joke. He's like, ooh, is it like, is there going to be all bats in there, like like in bats? And I was like, ugh, I mean, the up. equivalent of it, though. It was like the equivalent of bats. So he's swimming through, and you see these like glowing collections of what are eggs, but they look like those giant like seaweed, like the huge yeah, they're just like They're like little orbs. Underwater. Yeah. They're beautiful. And he's like d- not even noticing them and they're everywhere and he's just kicking them with his flippers. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I looked at him and I was like, he's trying to get himself killed. That's yeah. what he's doing. So you see like one of the loose ones that he kicked free like floats by and you get a zoom in on fun. like the little embryonic piranha with the little like. The little <laughs> flip. It was so funny. It was real good. So then he's swimming around. He finally realizes like, oh, let me check these out motherfucker takes off his fucking glove why would you do that to touch a foreign object first of all exactly okay like you're a science you're a scientist Mm -hmm. never take your gloves Um, off not necessarily he could just be a professional diver but they're like they're like seismologists on a diving team that yeah that like they're scientists. I just think it doesn't even need scientists. It's common sense. You're in a strange underwater place. You would think that it's common sense. But let me tell you, as someone who taught a bunch of eighth graders and having to tell them not to put the foreign substance into their mouths every three seconds, common sense is not something that I, I, always I comes naturally. Agree. Yeah, common sense <laughs> doesn't really kick in until like your late teens, um, early 20s, I, hopefully. For some people, it's it's not it's a learned skill. And Let's that's why we that. have the Darwin Awards. So this guy takes off his glove, touches. He could have just elbow bumped it, you know, if the he really little to embryonic piranha, and it nips him. Right? Is that what happened? Almost. As he's touching it, once he touches it, one piranha shoots, flashes by. Oh, it and that's bites what him. happens. Yeah. I knew something bit him because I think in this weird way they were just feeling him out until he starts touching their territory, and then they get aggressive. I think that they were like protecting the baby. Exactly. So. He was like, oh, no, something bit me, whatever. And then he, you see a little bit of blood. And he turns around with his flare. And it lights up. It was so And cool. there's just thousands of them so all cool. around him. And I was, and Ian and I were both like, oh, shit. Dude, they what ripped him apart. What I didn't expect was it him to get as far as he got yeah. back while they were ripping him apart. Yeah, I thought he, they were just going to be like. He got dead. to the opening of that cave. So then he gets to the woman. And. 
then she starts being attacked. And as it's happening, she's screaming. So then Adam Scott dives down to get her yeah. to pull her back up. And they're like gently attacking him. Yeah, but they they're mostly back a little bit. Yeah, they're mostly attacking her. And so he and Elizabeth Shue pull this woman's like mangled corpse with like no flesh. Yeah, left that's on when it. I knew they were going yeah. all in on the, uh, the I, yeah, physical effects. Was it this point where I turned to you and go, "Oh, you were so fucking wrong." Yeah, this was because <laughs> her whole body and they show everything in this the, movie. So the special effects and makeup are so I good. Guess um, weak stomach alert for this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely it shows incredibly gory. A lot of gore, a lot of blood. Like, it's great, but at if you don't some like points, it, I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah. Later on, when they do the bloodbath, it was rough it's everywhere um but fun so that sets up like now all of these piranha are like coming out of the cave they're like all over the place um they this is when they get the single piranha and they bring it to christopher lloyd who we didn't we saw his name pop up in the opening credits good i'm like oh shit he's in this okay and when he popped up as this like like frazzled looking pet shop owner oh and he God. delivers so his good. Li- these kind of nonsense lines you know mixing a lot of like a little bit of science a little bit of just crazy pet shop guy he delivers them so, so well he's pretty much like so doc well. brown in a pet shop is yeah. what it is yeah if doc brown had moved west yeah gotten into fish but it was funny because he they're like wait wait how are these creatures living after like two million years, and he's, he's like wonder and astonishment and horror. No, but he's, he's like, perfect. oh, they cannibalized each other, and I'm like, wait, but after two million years, there'd be fucking none of them left, right? But then he was like, no, they do it in squads. It was so <laughs> bizarre, so bizarre. But, but whatever, you know what? he Don't, was wonderful. Everyone's so in on it that you just roll with it, right? So that happened. Then we move into what I'm gonna call like the build up into the bloodbath, like. It is party city. I don't even know if I've seen anything. It's a flotilla of party. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever seen anything as like graphic and gory and ridiculous and wonderful all in one spot. I mean, it's like what you imagine happens in like Resident Evil movies off scene that you don't see when a city's overrun. The only <laughs> thing that I can think of in my head that is sort of comparable, except except it's way sillier, funnier, whatever, way more tongue in cheek, is Ghost Ship, that whole beginning sequence, yes. which okay. is incredibly yep. dark and disturbing and wonderful. And I love it. And it's just murder for many minutes. Yeah, in like the the dance hall yeah. and yeah. So this is that. So it starts off with a parasailing girl with her oh my boobs God. out and it's just boobs everywhere. I think I looked at you and I'm like, cause she was touching down in the water and coming back up. And I'm like, I want her boob her to come up. Her boobs have been eaten. <laughs> that would have been hysterical. <laughs> well, Jerry O'Connell is like, they're oh. filming from afar and he's like, get the flying tatas. I know. And he's like screaming and Jake's about like them. seeing his siblings on an Island. And he's worrying. And Jerry's like, you're missing my shot. <laughs> so they dip her in the water and her legs get eaten, whatever. And then they pull her up. They pull her up. It's great. It's, it's, it's amazing. Great. It's excellent. Then we get Eli Roth at the wet t-shirt contest. And this is where the flotilla is. This is where all the boats are. This is like the main event. And oh my God, Ian. I know. 
we were wait you have to pull up the quotes because he was yelling about boobs and my favorite one that i wrote down he's a creepy mc he's yelling about all the boobs in the wet t-shirt contest and it's just the creepiest things he could think of i'm sure were ad-libbed one of them said show me those danny devitos oh my god uh she said show me those chest tomatoes which i i don't even i don't even know glorious oh at one point he said show me those brad pitts yeah i guess that differentiates between like the great boobs and the not so great boobs <laughs> the, the danny DeVito, the danny devito's, DeVito's kind of like frumpy <laughs> <laughs> and the the brad pitts are, are are tight and well and well cut <laughs> like, and i don't even know what show me those chest tomatoes are oh that sounds disgusting well because tomatoes comes in all different shapes and sizes well so, yeah well to me i'm just picturing like a misshapen yeah like blob really of- giant red nips <laughs> but because eli roth doesn't discriminate he all kinds he welcomes all kinds or as uh, imdb counteracts your uh description actually just calls him wet t-shirt host (laughs) well our guy on imdb called him party animal i like party animal i like party animal as sheriffs pull up in their boats and vin rames shoots off his gun and's like lake victoria Sheriff's Department, we're shutting down this lake. And everyone's like, ha ha ha. And cause the music had stopped for a second. And Eli Roth looks and goes, hit the music, DJ Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> like Everything oh is God. so ridiculous. Yeah, every everything is like a big fucking joke, thank God. Because if yeah. they were saying this in any other oh, way, God. except for it being like silly and ironic, I would be like, Ugh. Well, isn't he wearing like a fuzzy white hat? And like, he just looks like, a, he looks like a DJ. He looks like one of those guys. You guys know. Yeah. So this is where the bloodbath starts. And. Oh, because everyone's jumping in the lake and ignoring the sheriffs Right. Now. So suddenly the piranhas, you just see them like swimming mm-hmm. and then they, they go up and they, and they eat a girl's butt <laughs> through an inner tube. And then she just like goes down and an explosion down it. of it was blood. Crazy. Um, so basically. Any way that a person can die, they die in in this scene. Um, someone gets ripped in half. Like people's like, eyeballs are getting pulled out. Is this the scene where the fish comes through her body and out of her mouth? No, 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 no. That's, oh, that's later. That's later. Uh, but that happens. A cable, even a loose cable, cuts a girl in half. Well, that right. might be the one you're referring to. Kind of like Resident Evil style, where the lasers and then they slowly slide. Yeah. Um. Or ghost ship. At one point, we had been talking about all the parallels to Jaws because there are a lot of parallels oh, yeah. to Jaws. And we describe this scene as like, oh, this is like Jaws 2 where everybody's stuck on the boat yep. and everything's in the water, except there are so many people in the water. It's just the water is red. There's oh. body parts floating everywhere. P- like the CGI is not good, but the makeup effects are so good. Everyone has makeup effects of wounds. And when we say everyone, there's probably 500 extras in this scene. At, at least. At least. And they all have cuts. and But not just like a couple bites, like gashes like hunks missing, missing out of their bodies like, yeah there's a scene later with a sheriff who's like whole calf has been ripped off yeah you, you just see like just like bone hanging out of so meticulous yeah. and well done it was really it really fun. made the scene come alive so here's where we have a, a few like funny moments so eli roth winds up in the water and he's trying to get up the side of a boat and he's yelling at he's like you're fucking stupid whore ah, like trying to get into the boat and then another boat comes and just smashes his head oh, off. Oh, it's great. It's a great kill. So his head is gone. Yeah. Uh so that was hysterical. And then Todd. Todd. He's so, a douchebag and he's a selfish asshole. That's all I'll have to say about Todd. So Todd jumps in a boat 
and he starts like just running over people. Oh, like bad. I was actually disturbed. Like yeah. I said to you, I was like, I can't, this is actually really bothering me. It was really disturbing. Like it's one thing if it's like stupid animals, like frenzy murdering mm. everybody. It's another thing when it's like another human being knowingly murdering other I know, and people. He's like, he's like, sorry, killed you. Sorry. He was just like, I only give a shit about myself. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else and get me out of here. And it's like, it was, he was like hitting people and it was very graphic as so it was happening. The apex of it. And I'm going to give you a gross stomach warning. So if you don't like graphic effects, skip forward like 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, this was really gross and awesome. His engine stalls out because a girl who's alive, hair's caught up in it behind him. And instead of helping her, he keeps pulling it. And at one point he pulls it and it turns and it rips her face off. Yeah. It was amazingly done and, and creative horrifying, and horrifying, horrifying, horrifying. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. How does Todd die? A bunch of his boat stalled out and a bunch of people start getting to it and they capsize it. And once it's capsized, he just gets eaten by Piranha. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of unceremonious. I wanted him to die in a much yeah. happier way, but it was fine. I'll, I'll, I accept. So there are like two simultaneous things happening, mm-hmm. but we're just going to stay on the bloodbath. Because, because so much is happening. It's way more fun. Um, so the way that they wind up like ending it kind of i don't um, feel like it ends it didn't really we never end. really get actual closure just, on this just, part of the lake it just slowed down a bit so adam scott jumps on a jet ski with a shotgun a pump action <laughs> shotgun and just starts like shooting fish out of the air and water and not spray hitting all these kids in the water so now all the cops are shooting the fish mm-hmm. which we all we were like uh, they're gonna shoot sure. people but okay whatever yeah. um collateral damage i guess probably a kindness and, and then they're tasing the fish and i'm like how effective is this so my biggest right? moment was i was waiting for originally eli roth and the dj were on like this floating party mm-hmm. stage which looked pretty much like you would set up for a band to have a gig but it was all floating on those like big blue barrels on a raft Everyone was overloading it. It was tipping. I kept waiting for it to hit the water and like electrocute everybody. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't happen. That was no. bummed. Oh, well. And then when Elizabeth, Can't have Elizabeth it all. Shoe stuns them, it literally kills one piranha. It, yeah, it's it's Instead killing them one at a time. Electrocuting everything in the local But I don't vicinity, think they're that powerful, but, but still. It's, it's still electricity it's like and water. one thing at a time, like one fish at a time, I guess. I guess my biggest question in this scene was everyone was just cowering in their boats. They were loading people onto them. No one was taking them to land and coming back to try. Like, it was a really disjointed effort to try and mitigate it. I think they were just all real scared. And they probably couldn't move because all the boats were, like, on top of each <sighs> that other. That is pretty fair. Who, who knows? And there Listen, were a lot it would have ruined there were the hundreds of people in the water. It would have yeah. ruined the moment. So then we get. The scene. M- my favorite scene in the yeah, movie. easily. Ving Rhames. Somehow he's near land. Well, because at this point, a bunch of people have made it to the shore. He rips a boat propeller off of a boat, rips one off like a little fishing boat. He fucking holds it like a chainsaw. He is my hero. Yep. This is my favorite horror movie moment in a very long time. He's the hero we don't deserve. He just starts mowing these little motherfuckers down. He's standing like waist deep in water, just like, like going wild. And we were both like, yeah, it was so good. I was kind of confused how they were overwhelming and swarming him because that felt like an effective way to slaughter them in mass. But yeah, they slowly like seem to, but he fights to the end. Right. We don't see him die. And apparently he's back in the sequel. So I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have legs from like the knees down, but it looked like they had legs. That would be amazing. Chainsaw propeller legs. Yes. It looked like as it was happening, mm-hmm. they were like 
grinding down his legs because yeah. he was sinking deeper and deeper into the water. I don't know. But he just kept fighting and I love it. But I want I'm glad he yeah. probably lived, I think. I don't know. So eventually Elizabeth Shue and Adam Scott commandeer a boat and head out because um Jake, what, Jake had called calls and it's like, hey, I'm He's with, like, I'm um, so sorry. I have the kids, they didn't stay at home. I wasn't babysitting. He's like, Oopsies, we need help. I'm on a sex boat with the kids. Come <laughs> get me. Uh, yeah. So Kelly's here too. While all this is happening uh, at the sex boat, they finally start to see a few of the piranhas. The boat crashes into the rocks. And so Jerry O'Connell and the blonde girl, because there's a brunette girl and a blonde girl, mm-hmm. They fall off the boat together and the fish come at them. And Jerry O'Connell's character, I just love him. He's like a sleazeball to the oh end. Oh my God. He pushes the girl at the fish. Yeah. Like, take her instead. And oh, this is the moment where the fish comes through like her body her. and works its way out of her mouth. And it was such bad CGI and so fucking fun. It must have been so much Loved fun in it. 3D because you know that oh, was a 3D effect. Absolutely. That's up there with the hatchet. I'm not going to lie. So good. Yeah. Um. So then. He's trying to climb out of the boat, and obviously his legs are eaten yeah. off. So they get him up on it. It's oh my god, so good. <laughs> you do the line. I can't. He's I can't like waist down, just like shredded, shredded bones. It it's literally looks like, like pulp. The pink, like the pink goo that they call yeah. when they mash up all the meat. Like he's just decimated. It's like pulpy meat bones. Yeah. So I'm sorry, we're being really gross, but I don't care. We're going to put a disclaimer at the front of this episode. He goes, (laughs) he doesn't care about anything. He goes, they took my penis. (laughs) Jake. And he's telling Jake, he's like, Jake, they took my dick. So then, then we get a scene of the fish. This is one of my other favorite scenes. Oh yeah, you're right. The fish under the water, like swim by. They swim by. And I saw these like things and I was like, are those jellyfish? They were the breast implants floating floating in the water. And then all of a sudden we see the dick floating by, like full on dick. A fish like comes all by. all through the house dick. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. all through the house dick. A fish comes by and grabs it. And, and then, then it spits it, spits it out. the 3D effect at the screen. <laughs> so, I need to see this so movie in 3D, in 3D. you have a chomped up dick flying at your yeah. face, uh, which was probably glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give credit to the team that came up with the kills and ideas in this movie. You oh did a God. wonderful job. So, so funny. So while this is all going on, they're trying to figure out how to get Kelly out from under the boat. Right, because there's a skylight, and, they, and he keeps going, Kelly, reach the skylight. There's, her arm won't even fit It's like skylight. a prison bars over yeah, it. Yeah. It's, you ever Bizarre. see that movie White Squall? No. You probably didn't because it was all attractive young men uh-huh. when I was a... a teenager yeah i didn't see it um i think like marky mark is in it or something i don't fucking know but i know ryan Philippe was in it because i used to love him um and there's a scene where it's basically like all these people are on a boat and the boat sinks and mm-hmm. pretty much everybody dies but there's a scene like that where spoilers. someone is someone oh yeah sorry spoiler alert 20 <laughs> year old movie there's somebody they're all ghosts i can't remember it might have been like the wife or something was like mm-hmm. down in the cabin area and they're like trying to get her out through this tiny little hole. And that's all I could think of was like, yeah, like you guys not getting thinking out. about this isn't going to work. They're think about other ideas. Out. Stupid. Well, it almost felt like, you and know, they just kept doing it. And I was getting so annoyed. It almost felt like they didn't know what else to do. So right. instead of not doing anything, they felt like they were trying, yeah. even though there was no way it was going to work. Yeah. So, so all the good stuff in the movie, like this 
felt like a slog for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It was kind of annoying, but uh, whatever. But relative, because the slog in this movie was like it took up a couple minutes of a right. fast-moving, crazy film. Right. So Adam Scott and Elizabeth Shue get there. Right. So they, they wind up kind of saving the day. They get everybody mm-hmm. over to the boat. The one girl dies, like I said in the, in the yeah. synopsis. It was funny because before the Frankenfish fish at the very end pops yeah. out, I had said to you, they they do the tow rope between the yeah, boats sh- and they're they shimmying. Put them in a bucket, and, you and I was like, I was like, oh man, they're shimmying like Frankenfish. So I I don't know, maybe they stole that because you know Frankenfish was a classic. It was a classic, still um, is. Go watch Frankenfish. It's so it was funny. Time. So Jerry O'Connell's character we thought was dead. Mm-hmm. He's covered with a blanket. Jake goes to throw his body in to distract the fish so he can go save Kelly. <laughs> and we get this little jump Killed scare me. where he where he grabs Jake. <laughs> and, goes, and Jake's kind of looking at him. He's like, Jake, wet t-shirt. Wet t-shirt. <laughs> like, oh, oh God. God, was... he was such a great creep till the end, Jerry. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> so funny. Come talk to us about shooting this movie. <laughs> Are you devout listener of Do I Like This Podcast? Right. Um, after he gets done listening to Howard Stern, because he's a big Howard Stern fan, mm-hmm. he listens to Do I Like This Podcast. So this whole ending is like whatever. It was super predictable with the, you see the propane yeah. tanks. I'm like, oh, he's going to fucking blow up whatever with the propane. But the thing that annoyed me was two small propane tanks. Mm-hmm. He lit with a flare killed all of the piranhas yeah yeah, so so none of them were over where the party boats were anymore for a moment i was annoyed at that but then i realized i just want more of these films and that's a great loophole to not solve that and we really get zero we actually don't know what happens in the grand scheme of things because it ends on the boat right here it just ends when adam scott because adam scott like the hallmark of his of any character he plays mm-hmm. is that he just is like that guy who's like, huh, he's got like a dry well, sense of humor. Right. He's like, has like real reactions to real situations. Dude, he killed it on this boat at the end. So he, they're like, when they get the radio call from Christopher Lloyd, like they're the babies. He's like, huh, what's like, wonder what an adult's going to look like. Yeah. And then it just is like, like well, massive shark sized piranha even before that. So as everyone's back on the boat and they're like, comforting everyone and like everyone's kind of acting a little bit adam spot feels real because he's walking around looking like fuck that just fucking happened holy shit yeah it's like this <laughs> is ridiculous like, wow yeah and so like, that's exactly how you would be yeah so i i loved him in this yeah and i was really upset that that he probably got eaten that's fair so the other the other like loophole is that you still have a cavern filled with baby fish eggs oh yeah thousands Tens and thousands, of thousands possibly of yep. like millions of yep. baby fish eggs maybe that's how they live for so long for two million years because there's just literally millions of them yeah. eating each other literally they 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 get a little nasty and they're like and i made twenty thousand babies right no questions asked <laughs> so yeah there's so much potential for sequels and there are sequels our final notes on this like we we started like writing down our first reactions mm-hmm. so that when we talk about it at the end we can Kind of say like, oh, this is why I initially thought and, you know, I'm ruminating on it even more and whatever. So my first reaction was, well, this is the best movie we've watched by far. Oh, it's not even close. One million percent. Not even close. And then when did Paul Shear die? Please let him be yeah. the star of the sequel. I walked through the kitchen after we'd watched this because we tried to not talk too much about it. Mm-hmm. But we were pr- we couldn't not high five a little after this movie. Yeah, like you just definitely. Um, and I go, hey, real quick. When did Paul Shear die? And you looked at me and you're like, I know. And I was like, okay, we can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, so I don't think he died. 
I think he's just crafty. I wrote here, please let him be the star of the sequel. He is one of the stars of the sequel. Okay, good. He and Ving Rhames. Now, is it 3DD that he's in or is he in 4D? 3DD. Okay. I was excited because I really was like, oh shit, there's another one of these. Unfortunately, it was not written or directed by the same people at all. And apparently it's not very good. Well, that's going to still be watched. Eventually. So when we finished this movie, I I did take my first note and I literally wrote Piranha 3D. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's one of, it's easily now one of my favorite aquatic monster movies. It's not Jaws, but it's, it's a different style, but it's the top of its comedy monster water genre. It passes Sharknado for me. This was better than Sharknado to me. So do I like this 1 million percent? Everyone should watch this. It's yeah. so funny and so good. Unless you hate gore. Boobs. Unless you hate boobs. Boats. Boobs, boats, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. If those um, aren't your jams, back <laughs> off. So it is exactly what it promoted itself to be. It's yes. campy. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's bloody. It's boob filled. Uh, it's like a spring break movie. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I wanted no, more. I was I so too. impressed I, with how it knew when to be done and mm-hmm. make you want to see more. I said to you, I was like, wait, is there more? Like, can there be oh more? I could watch a whole other movie. I want the Snyder cut yeah. of this film. I, I wanted more story. I wanted to know where Paul Shear went. I wanted to know if Ing Rames lived. I want to know if Adam Scott escaped the shark piranha. I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he could have just rolled. He could have done yeah. like a roll. We didn't see. But yeah, I I really like this movie. So the only things I guess that you could say might be like problematic are the, you know, the things that are problematic in all slasher movies, mm-hmm. which is like objectification of women, et cetera, sure. et cetera. But I knew that walking in and they do it in a way where it's obviously satirical. Mm-hmm. It obviously is meant to fit into the genre. The people who wrote this movie mm-hmm. love this genre. They get love it. Love it. It's filled with Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. It's filled with homages. It's filled with like everything that you want in a shitty, ridiculous slasher Comedy. fish murder movie. Yeah. It's everything. I was impressed because it's it, so many people try this uh-huh. and it's done so poorly most yeah, of the time. Most people don't succeed. It's a balancing act. It's yeah. hard. And and the other thing that was impressive was we had said like pretty much every person in this was really great. I think that uh, Stephen R. McQueen was the least goodest, but luckily there were enough other people who were shining that it wasn't so. And and even to his point, like he wasn't awful. Well, I just said he's the least goodest. Yeah, everyone met a bar yeah. of acceptable. So- if you're if you're like into shitty movies, you expect the acting to not be always yeah. great. And I thought that it was more than serviceable. Just want to say before we wrap up, I fucking love Jerry O'Connell in this movie. Oh my God. I just can't say that enough. Oh he is God. so exceptional in this movie. He really is like not trying to suck your missing dick, Jerry. <laughs> but you were just, it's so good. So good. You believe that he is that person. You believe that he's a creep. He just, he's a really good comedic actor. Yeah, he is. And I think he made like a bunch of shitty movies back in the 90s and early 2000s that kind of has like- Oh, he went all George Kennedy on us? (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like (laughs) 
stuck him on that shelf. And when he crops up from time to time, it's like thoroughly enjoyable. He is a good version of Nick Cage. Well, because what he does, unlike Nick Cage, is that he doesn't take himself seriously. He knows it's a joke and he's in on it and he plays it up. And I think that is what this movie did well is that everyone in the movie knew Mm -hmm. that it was a joke. And they were all in on the joke. And they gave 100%. And they did. And they were so, they were having fun. So we were having fun. Yeah. I think that's the secret to these kind right. of movies is if you're having fun making them, it mm-hmm. comes across. Absolutely. And if you like what you're doing, it comes across. And this just, thank you to everyone involved. This was a treat <laughs> to watch. Watch it with friends. Absolutely. I can't get over how surprised I am by how much I liked it. Watch like, it with your parents. It's obviously not. It's not Sunset Boulevard. It's not some like it hot. Some of my it's favorite It's not classics. There Will Be Blood. Yeah. <laughs> but there will be blood. There was there was in, blood. In There's still 3D. blood. There's so much that blood. That lake will never not have blood. Right. Or lawn chairs. <laughs> it was very polluted. Yeah. Ian was upset about that. So, um, so yeah. Watch Piranha 3D. Laugh, enjoy it. Don't take it seriously because it does not take itself seriously. And then tell us how you think Paul Shear survived. Right. I would love to know. I would love your thoughts. I'm sure it's explained in the sequel, but I kind of just want to make it up in my head. I wanna I wanna take some time before the sequel. So give us your ideas. He rode a mama Frankenfish piranha out of the lake. See, I still think he's hiding on the side of the boat. He's he went over a- the edge and he's just holding on the rail. <laughs> But what about when it blew up? Yeah, but then they were. <laughs> he got blown to shore. Yes, like uh, like Indiana Jones and We <laughs> yes. Shall Not Be Named style. He got yes. blown onto yes. the shore okay. and survived. I buy that. Yeah, that's he floated down gently with his fisherman's hat. He like held it up like a like a parachute. <laughs> the camera, the, the yeah. creepy camera, cushioned his fall. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, you can find all our links to all our social medias and everything uh, in the episode notes. Please, as always, um, if you enjoy us. Um, rate and review us and subscribe on Apple um, and iTunes. It's it's a big difference maker for us. We just passed over 3,000 downloads so Ooh, far. So thank you all for listening. Yes. We really appreciate it. We're having a blast doing this. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to whatever garbage, hot garbage I get Sam for next week. Yay. Uh, bye. Bye.